Today on the show, we're talking about managing stress that you experience after losing your sight. This is Life After Sight Loss Radio. And welcome to episode number 49 of the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how to's, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Welcome back if you are returning and welcome aboard if you're new. I'm so glad that you're here this week. It's episode number 49 and we're going to have a great time. We're talking about managing stress whenever you lose your sight. Plus, I've got a great tech tip about a new app from Microsoft and we're talking emojis on today's episode. That's right. Emojis. I wonder how we're going to work that in. Anyway, it's going to be a great episode. I'm very excited about it, and I hope that you guys are as well. Before we jump into everything, as always, I just want to remind you that you can find today's show notes over at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 049. Now, at the show notes, you're going to find links, information, conversation, and more. Just hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 049. On today's Coaching Corner, we're talking emojis. Apple recently announced that they're bringing some new emojis to the emoji keyboard, which identify accessibility things, you know, handicapped, disabled, all those fancy words that we use. It's going to have a guide dog. It's going to have a person walking with a cane. It's going to have a person in a wheelchair. It's going to have all kinds of different emojis. I think there's at least nine of them that I saw. And why are we talking about that on the Coaching Corner? Well, it's very interesting. Whenever we get these kinds of things, it's all because we want recognition. You know, we want to be recognized for who we are, not just because, uh, you know, we're people, but it's like, wow, we're I, we're recognized. You know, they're, they're putting it out there. It's kind of like having a blind character on the movie screen, that sort of thing. And so we want to be recognized. And then that's a great thing. There's nothing wrong with having emojis that uh, you know are blind and deaf and you know all those sort of things. That's great. But what it brings up is this broader question of identity. You know, this like who are we and and how does this get uh, put down into paper? You know, if you will, sort of this emoji says like, oh yeah, I, I can put this in there now because I'm blind. And I think that's not a bad thing. But we have to make sure that we're not identifying ourselves solely as a visually impaired person. I've talked about it on the podcast and on the videos before, but we should be a person first with a visual impairment second. And we've talked about you know, using person first or person center terminology, that sort of thing. Of course, I say VIP. I don't think it's that big a deal, but we need to remember that our visual impairment doesn't define us. Now, obviously, emojis are not the definition of who we are, but it just brings up a bigger topic when it comes to identity. You know, who are we? Where do we belong? Where do we fit in? And and how do we, you know, 
put ourselves into those places that we're supposed to fit in. And so I think whenever you're struggling with vision loss, you end up struggling with identity. And it's just part of the nature of losing your sight because you identified as a sighted person, even though you wouldn't have said that. But now identifying as a visually impaired person, you know, it's 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 different. I know for the longest time, and I've talked to others, whenever you lose your sight, it's like, I identify as a sighted person, I just don't have very good vision right now. And, you know, when you make that crossover to say, like, yeah, I'm a visually impaired person, it's it's a bit different. And whether it's an emoji on your phone, or whether it's a statement you make, or whatever it is, you know, having that identity, that security, knowing, yeah, I am a visually impaired person, but I'm not just a visually impaired person. I'm so much more than that. And so that's just one of the things that you might deal with, you might struggle with whenever you lose your sight is that struggle with identity. Are you facing a struggle with identity or maybe something else like technology or relationships or any number of things? Well, I'd love to walk beside you on this journey of sight loss and help you with some one-on-one or maybe some family coaching. I'd love for you to hop on over to my coaching page. You can find the link in the show notes today and you can sign up for an individual session, a couples, a family session, and we can walk through this journey together, uh, giving you strong tips and advice and help as you go through this journey, whether it's a struggle with identity or any other such thing. Hop on over to the show notes and click that link to go to my coaching page so that you can sign up for coaching sessions today. If you are a person that lives in the world, you probably will experience stress at some point. (laughs) With the world we live in today, it almost seems like stress abounds in our society. You know, it's just like stress everywhere. It doesn't matter what country you're from. It doesn't matter what part of the world you live in, what culture, uh, your financial situation, education, it doesn't matter. We all experience stress at some point in our lives. And after you lose your sight, you can experience stress in a lot of different situations that maybe you wouldn't have before. So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about some ways to manage stress, some ways to sort of cope with it, some techniques, that sort of thing. So let's jump into, first of all, talking about what stress is, and then we'll talk about some techniques on managing that stress. All right, so first, let's identify what stress is. And so I just want to give you a quick little definition here, and I'm getting this from WebMD.com, so it's definitely, you know, accurate for sure. But basically, it says this, quote, stress is any physical, chemical, or emotional factor that causes bodily or mental unrest, And I like that word that they use there, unrest. It's not something that causes like this super duper harm in the sense of like your limbs are falling off, but it's this any physical, chemical or emotional factor. Any, it could be lots of different things. I mean, if you lift weights to build up muscle, you're putting stress on your body. That's a physical stress. That's, it's a something because your muscles need that so they can grow and they can build, you know, that sort of thing. That's why we have growing pains as we're growing up, you know? And so sometimes stress isn't necessarily this horrible thing, but it's anything that causes unrest, emotional, mental, physical, you know, unrest in our bodies. And I think that's something that's really important to remember. 
So now that we kind of know what stress is, let's talk about some symptoms of stress. What does stress look like when it comes to us? Now, of course, stress looks different in everybody. These are just some general things we can look for when it comes to dealing with stress. First of all, headaches, uh, you know, things of, you know, pain, um, anger, dealing with anger all the time can can be a factor when it comes to stress. A lack of sleep, if you have unrest in your body, naturally you're going to have a lack of sleep. Um, Eating habits can be affected. Maybe you uh, eat all the time. Maybe you just lose your appetite. It can be, you know, one way or the other. And usually it's an extreme change when you're dealing with stress. I mean, it could be comfort eating. It could be comfort avoidance of eating. You know what I mean? So it can affect your eating habits. Uh, Concentration problems. You know, if you are having trouble focusing on something, that can be a symptom of stress. Uh, Feeling anxious or anxiety, you know, feelings, that can be a problem. And also, so this one is very interesting. Uh, immune system can be affected as well. So if you find yourself getting colds a lot more, feeling achy a lot more, dealing with those headaches, those common pains, those can be some of those symptoms of stress. And again, it's one of those things where any one of those things isn't terrible. Like, oh, I've got a headache today. I must be stressed. You know, it's like, oh, I'm feeling angry today. I must be stressed or whatever. doesn't necessarily mean that. But you start combining the symptoms. You know, I'm not sleeping well. My eating habits are weird. I'm dealing with with headaches all the time. I, I got a cold in the last six months. I've had like eight of them, you know, all these sort of things. When you put them together, it's dealing with stress. And stress can come from internal, external problems, relationship, I mean, all those sort of things. And when you deal with sight loss, stress comes from all of the things that are going on in your life. So this could be the physical change that you're going through with your sight loss, depending on how you lost your sight. This can be the relationship changes. This can be the uh, emotional struggles that you're facing. All kinds of things can can cause you to deal with stress, especially when it comes to losing your sight. So as we've talked about what stress is and now some of the symptoms of stress, let's jump into this idea of how to manage the stress that you're feeling or experiencing. All right, so managing the stress is important. Sometimes it's important to remember that you may never completely eliminate the stress, but to cope with it, to manage it, to keep it at bay is something that we want to do. I mean, I think it might be wishful thinking to think, I'm never going to be stressed out again. We all experience stress, some higher than others, but these are some ways to cope with it and manage it. So I've got seven techniques, seven tips here for you today to deal with stress. So number one is to keep a journal. Keep a journal. Now, this might sound hokey, like keep a journal, dear diary, today I'm stressed, you know, or whatever. But keeping a journal does a couple of things. One, it helps you to vent the things that you're experiencing, vent those feelings. And number two, it helps you to keep track of what you're going through. So if you kept track of a journal for a week, for a month, whatever, each day you could mark down your stress level. Today it's a six, today it's a two, today it's a 10, you know, whatever. And then you can start identifying stressors. You know, okay, every Tuesday I'm at a 10. Why is this? And every Tuesday, it's because, you know, you have this thing happen at work. Maybe you have a meeting every Tuesday. It's like that meeting is causing me stress. Or maybe you start to realize you see a pattern like my stress goes up towards the end of the weekend or whatever it might be. So keeping a journal can help you in multiple ways in helping you manage that stress. 
Secondly, you want to do something that you enjoy, such as a hobby, maybe physical activity, uh, playing with, if you have pets, you know, something like that, going on a walk with your dog, um, maybe even like volunteer work, doing something that you enjoy that focuses on something that you like, as opposed to all these other things coming in that you don't like. You've got to take time for yourself to do something, whether it's, you know, watching YouTube for 20 minutes, whether it's going for a walk, you know, whatever it might be finding something that you like and then taking time to do it on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be every day, but on a regular basis. You know, I, I mean, it could be something like I like to do puzzles or I like to play solitaire or, you know, I like to hang out with my friends or I like to go out to eat. Whatever it is, find your way to do it. Uh, and if it's really expensive, obviously you can't do it every day or every week, but, you know, maybe you can find things that are inexpensive to do on a regular basis and then do those big expensive things. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe every other month or something like that. But find something you like and then do it. Number three is to meditate. Now, meditation sounds like this kind of, I don't know, Eastern kind of thing. And maybe you're like, I don't, what does that even mean? But meditation can be very effective in a lot of different ways. Basically, you want to focus on like focus on your breathing, focus on what's in the present, what's right in front of you, that sort of thing. And meditation can be have religious effects. It can have emotional, mental, physical effects, all those sort of things. And over in the show notes at lifeaftersatloss.com, I've linked to an article that talks about meditation and some different ways to do it. Meditation really just means you're focusing on something. You know, maybe it's you're focusing on your breathing. Maybe you're focusing on a happy memory. Maybe you're focusing on a sacred text or something of that nature. So meditation doesn't necessarily mean one specific thing. It just means you're focused on what's right in front of you and in the present because stress can come in and you're focused on all these other crazy things from the past and the future and it's like, oh my gosh. And meditation allows you to take a deep breath and focus on what's right in front of you. Number four is to exercise. Exercise, and this doesn't mean you have to join a gym and go for six hours every day. Exercise just means something physical. Maybe it means climbing up your stairs twice a day. Maybe it means doing some push-ups and some sit-ups. Maybe it's going for a walk every day. It can be just something simple, or, or you can totally join a gym and, and go crazy every single day with a personal trainer. Whatever works for you. If you can get your body moving, your blood pumping, your heart rate up, that can work off some of that added tension that stress brings, you know, with the headaches and the lack of sleep. If you can get your body in such a way that it's like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, face this stress. I I feel better. My body's, you know, more focused, my energy levels up, all those sort of things. Right along with this probably goes, you know, eating healthy as well. So getting physically healthy will naturally help the emotional and mental part that stress deals with as well. Plus, It'll help with the physical effects that stress has on your body. So exercise and get the blood pumping. Number five, you want to check in with your primary doctor. Now, depending on what country you're in, that sort of thing, it might be a little different. But the person that you would go to if you felt a little sick, you know, like, oh, I think I have the flu. I think I've got a cold or whatever it might be. You want to start there. Check in with that doctor. Like, hey, I'm dealing with these kind of symptoms. Maybe it's pain, lack of sleep, eating, you know, your eating habits are off. And let them start 
you know, the, the process with you. Maybe they'll say like, oh yeah, I see this is pretty common in your family, or I see this is common in your history or whatever. Uh, headaches are normal, whatever, you know, they might have another suggestion, but at least they can start you down a path. Maybe they'll say like, you just need to exercise and eat well. Let's start there. Maybe they'll have medication recommendations, maybe, you know, whatever it might be, at least you're starting with a primary physician who knows a little bit about you and can direct you in the right way. So go ahead and check in with your primary doctor. Number six, you want to work on time management skills. Now, this right here helps just with organization in general, but it gets you focused on something. So, for instance, if you have a work day where you go in at nine and you get off at five, maybe during the day you're everything's happening all at once. You got stuff coming at you, emails and phone calls and texts and everything. You need to find time management so that's like I'm only going to check my email once in the morning and once in the afternoon, or I'm going to go to that meeting and then I'm going to take a 15 minute break and chunking up your day, finding time management. And that's not just for work. That's at home as well. Maybe you're getting up at a certain time. You're going to bed at a certain time, because if you can get your life in such a rhythm and a routine, it can help alleviate some of the stress that you feel when everything seems to be coming at you at once, because then you're taking a little more control of what's happening and where you're putting it. So there's lots of great resources out there for time management. Uh, One great resource uh, is a book by David Allen called Getting Things Done. And basically that book is this organizational sort of system, if you will. It's not really a system per se, but it's a great way to kind of, okay, I'm going to put this in this inbox. I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it now, whatever it might be. But just finding ways to have time management skills will help alleviate some of the stress coming at you. And number seven, you want to connect with people like friends, family, social groups, maybe even support groups and things like that. If you can connect with others, people that understand completely what you're going through or people that don't. It'll just help you to alleviate some of that stress that you face, especially if you face it as in isolation. Being visually impaired can oftentimes bring isolation into our lives, and so we want to find ways to communicate and connect with other people. I'm not suggesting that you need 20,000 friends and you have to see somebody every single day. Maybe you're the type of person who doesn't need a lot of people, but everybody needs somebody at certain points in their lives. So connect with people. Talk to somebody on the phone. Email somebody connect over social media, whatever it needs to be for you, do that because those kinds of connections, building those relationships will allow you to get off some of those feelings that you're facing and take a deep breath and have somebody else maybe give you an unbiased you know, opinion of what's going on in your life. So the final thing that we should do here is to connect with people around us. So there's seven techniques and tips for you guys to manage some of the stress that you face, especially after losing your sight. Now, obviously, that's not the only seven things. There's tons of other things that you can do. And maybe for you, you take one of those things and it's just great. You take all seven and you combine them, whatever it might be, just find ways to alleviate stress. Because trust me, losing your sight is stressful in and of itself. All the other things you're going to have to face after losing your sight, those are going to cause more stress. So if you can find ways in your own life to manage and alleviate stress, you're going to be way, way ahead of the game. (music) 
All right, guys, so I've got a little tech tip here for you today. Microsoft coming out of the gate again with another accessibility app. First of all, they came out with Seeing AI, and now they've come out with a new app called Soundscape. Now, let me go ahead and say this. It is for the iPhone. It's not for Android, at least not at this point. And so this Soundscape gives you spatial awareness when you're walking around. So, for example, you put your headphones in, you're walking around, you come up to an intersection, and it will tell you the intersection, the road that you're on, and which way it goes. And it'll tell you on your left and your right, depending on where you're at. It'll announce restaurants and shops and schools and things like that. Obviously, it's early on, and so things are being added as it goes. But so far, it's a really, really good app. I've tried it out a little bit. I haven't had extensive use on it just yet, but there are some things that I found out about it, and I wanted to share just three of them, three about the app Soundscape. First of all, it works really well when you're walking, not so much when you're driving. Some people ask about it on Facebook and so forth, and I have found that when I'm walking, it does a pretty darn good job of identifying where I'm at, which way I'm walking, the intersection intersections I'm coming up on. But when I'm driving, even though you can hit a, a button and, and find out where you are, it won't announce the intersections quite like it does when you're walking. It will announce some of the things you pass, like you know Walmart or Target or something, but it doesn't announce the intersections. If if that's important to you, it's good to know. Number two, and they recommend this as well, but you need to use headphones that allow sound to still come in. You don't want to use any that sort of like, you know, cover up your ear or an earbud that really blocks away the sound. They suggest something like bone conducting uh, headphones, which are ones that sort of sit on your cheek, your cheekbone, and then don't go into your ear, which are really interesting. I've also been using the AirPods for the iPhone, and they work pretty well also because they still allow sound in. So, you got to use something like that so you can still hear your surroundings so you don't get hit by a car when you're listening to what road you're walking on. And number three, you want to use it more as kind of just uh, spatial awareness, giving you information, that sort of thing, as opposed to GPS or, you know, in place of like orientation and mobility training. It's more just giving you spatial awareness, you know, like, oh, this road's coming up. Okay, I kind of know where I am. And obviously O&M will give you some of that and you'll kind of know your route. But that way it, it just gives you a better picture of where you are in space and I, I, not in space in the stars, but, you know, the space around you. So kind of use it for that purpose instead of GPS or in place of O&M. So there's just a few things I've learned about Soundscape. It seems to be a really good app, and they're improving it all the time. They've already pushed out an update for it. So if you have an iPhone, go check out Microsoft's Soundscape. I think that you'll find it's really, really beneficial. my friends. Well, now you've listened to me ramble on just a little bit and I want to hear from you. I love, 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 love hearing from all of you guys with your questions, your comments, all those sort of things. And I just, even if you want to say hi, I love it. So feedback is fun. And I want to give you a little primer, give you a little question here today. And our question that you can answer is this, what is one thing that has caused you a lot of stress and how did you deal with it? What's one thing that's caused you a bunch of stress and how did you deal with it? 
it. I'm sure that so many people will, you know, identify with what you have to say. So let me know. And you can do that a few different ways. First of all, you can email me, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. You can tweet me at the Derek Daniel. You can also send me a voicemail, and the number for that is 317-721-1027. If you send me that voicemail, I will use it on the podcast. So make sure you uh, you know, identify that, say who you are, and that sort of thing, and give me your question, your comment, and I'll use it on the podcast. That voicemail line again is 317-721-1027. Take a few minutes, let me know, answer today's question, or you know, any other thing you want to say, and I look forward to hearing from all of you very, very soon. All right, guys. Well, that is going to get us right here towards the end of the podcast and just a couple of housekeeping items as we do. First of all, this is, again is episode number 49, which if you are keeping track of the math, that means episode 50 is right around the corner. So make sure you tune in for that. And if you want to make sure not to miss that episode or any other episode, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. It's totally free and ensures that you'll get every single episode from now on. You can do that at the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 049. Right under the player, there are buttons listed Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, subscribe on Android, and you can make sure to never miss another episode, including episode 50. As I said before, I love hearing from everybody. And if you want to make sure to always have my contact information, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact and you can get in touch with me. My email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, voicemail, all that stuff is over there. Hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact and get in touch with me today. By the way, for all of you who are uh, dedicated listeners to the podcast, you know that I've been in the process of moving and I am finally in the new house. And so I'm very excited. This is the first podcast I've recorded here. So I'm thrilled to be in the new house. And hopefully now the content train will keep on rolling and, and we'll be back on track with everything. So just want to thank you for all the support, all those who have sent me well wishes and congratulations. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to keep this content thing going from here on out. All right, everyone. Well, that is going to wrap it up for me this week. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. And just as a reminder that everything on this podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thanks again for listening wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>